This podcast is the result of my passion for languages and for talking to people. I have conversations with language professionals who are willing to share their experience. We focus on their work, but also on how their love for languages has shaped their personal lives. I started my career as a researcher in terminology, but I found my passion for working directly with clients when I lived in the United States and started working as a language consultant for global companies like Sony, Apple, and Google. When I came back to Europe, I was introduced to the world of LSPs, where I had multiple roles, project manager, vendor manager, and terminologist. Now that I am fully dedicated to my own projects, I provide language services in English and Portuguese, mentoring and consulting for the localization industry, and of course, I'm also a podcaster. Find out more on LinkedIn or Instagram and get in touch if you'd like to explore how I can help you with your projects. I am Rita Prazeres Gonçalves, the language worker. This podcast is also available on YouTube. Hi, everybody. So this is the first ever attempt to a reunion episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I have guests who have previously been on the podcast, which is like, let's try this one too. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> right. So it's been a whole year because they were in the my first batch of guests. And that's why I think it was totally worth it talking to them and see what they're up to after a whole year. Maybe their hair grew, all of the things <laughs> that have happened. Maybe not, but we'll see. But in terms of work, I know that you've had a lot of changes this year. So that was a, a really big one. So, I mean, I could say no particular order, but because there's got to be an order. So I would say, let's go in the order of appearance in the podcast, which means that our first person to introduce herself briefly is our very popular Susie Withers. Hi, Susie. <laughs> Hi, Rita. Thank you for the introduction. Um, I'm Susie Withers. I'm a French to English translator, and I'm also a content writer, ghostwriter, and copywriter in English as well. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of writing going on in Susie's life. It's all about the writing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. Then in that case, we have Kelsey, I suppose. <laughs> Thank you for inviting us on again, Rita. I'm really excited to come back. I, I had such a good time uh, recording the first time. Um, I'm Kelsey. Um, I am a freelance translation account manager, a French to English subtitler, and a social media consultant. Hmm. Sounds very good. And then we have our amazing Jane. <laughs> Thank you very much, Rita. <laughs> um, it's lovely to see you again and see everyone. Um, good idea to get people back in groups, I think. It sounds like fun. Um, I'm Jane Eggers. I'm a German to English translator and I work mainly with um, IT companies in Germany, Switzerland and Austria. Mm -hmm. So our Jane, she's British, it's true, but she's now in love with Germany for many, many years. So oh, yes. UK, good. you lost her. <laughs> yeah, it's been more than half my life now. So I think this, yeah, yeah I'm stuck I understand. here. <laughs> so... What was 2023 like for you, Susie? Because you were in the podcast, I guess we recorded on January 7th, something like that. So it has been a full year. And no, it hasn't. She's like, I can't, oh, I can't believe lying. it's been that long. <laughs> I just can't believe it's been that long. It seems like, you know, a couple of months ago. And I, I looked back at the channel and I thought, really? I can't believe that. So, yeah, um, 
2023, it was um, a year of ups and downs for me. Um, 2022 had been a really good year. And I started 2024, uh, 2023. Mm -hmm. I don't know what day it is, to be <laughs> honest. Um, I started 2023 feeling quite optimistic for more growth and great things. But um, stuff happened and, you know, AI happened. Um, one of my favorite clients um, actually made lots of people redundant in the company, which meant that they kind of scaled down their translation activity. So a client that I was really reliant on in 2022, they reduced their activity. I, I had to become less reliant on them, mm. but I did. And I was pleased that by the end of the year, I had quite a good spread of clients. I wasn't overly reliant on any one client, but overall my income had gone down. But at the same time, I started doing new things like the ghostwriting interviewing people writing an article and then that getting published with their name on it so that that was a new and exciting thing that one of my clients approached me for mm. and um yeah another I think I guess I've I've branched out more into English writing rather than just translation I'm still mostly a translator but I have these other strings to my bow now but yeah so I've started 2024 feeling a little less optimistic and a little bit concerned for the future of my profession. Mm -hmm. But is it focusing specifically on translation because the, the writing career, maybe it's a different. Well, I mean, writing is also affected by AI. Mm. Let's not forget that generative AI affects um, copywriting, content writing. So, you know, I don't think I've, I didn't deliberately choose those um, different activities Hmm. to protect myself because I don't think it's necessarily going to work but I'm just doing what I enjoy and if I can't do what I enjoy anymore I'll do something else and I never thought I would say that about my freelance career mm -hmm. because it was a deliberately chosen career but it does feel like people are trying to pull us in a direction that I certainly don't want to go in so you know I may have to do something else and that's yeah. fine another I've, moment I may for not change it in my life yeah, I can course, make another change in my life, you know? I know you can. You're full of surprises. So, Kelsey, however, I know that your year has been full of events, not necessarily for work specifically, because I guess that's not as popular <laughs> or as talked about as your other activities. At least I don't know as much about your um, freelancing career and all that, but... Let's say that a lot happened that I'm sure it will have consequences on that. But the, there was a lot of things. I cannot even remember anything. So I better allow you to say it <laughs> so that I don't miss out on any of the information. Yeah, I mean, my story is, is very, very similar to Susie's, actually. You know, um, I think it was just under a year ago that you and I um, spoke um, when I first appeared on the podcast. Yeah. And um yeah, I started 2023 after a really good 2022. Um, but I also started 2023 being really burnt out by 2022. Like it was a it was a great year financially, loads and loads of work, but it was it was too much. Mm. It was it was overwhelming, and um, I didn't entirely feel ready to start the year. I was optimistic because there was lots of things going on. Um, you know, I. Aniko and I had just launched Team Translator, um, which was getting really popular really quickly. Um, 
you know, there, there was a lot of things, there was a lot of movement. Mm. Um, but, you know, and I, th I think this is kind of um, indicative of the industry as a whole, things kind of slowed down for me. But um, it meant that I was really able to focus on new things and focus on things that I had been wanting to get to in 2022, but just did not have the capacity to do. Um, you know, things, real passion project things that um, that kept kind of like niggling me in the back of my mind and being like, oh, I really wish I could get to that. I really wish I had time for that, but I just didn't. Um, so, you know, obviously spending a lot of time on Team Translator, growing that um, and nurturing that and making sure the community was as inclusive and supportive and safe as possible. Um, so that took up a lot of my time. Um, I worked on a launching a course with Teresa and Nicole and Katie, which you interviewed us for as well. Um, <laughs> that was, you know, that that was that was my first experience in course uh, creation. So that was that was a, a whole a whole <laughs> dilemma and experience in and of itself. I feel like um, you you probably cry reading the group chat between <laughs> between us four. <laughs> just because it was so up and down um and we were really supportive of each other but yeah it was it was definitely not the easiest thing that I've ever done mm -hmm. um and then of course kind of coming towards the end of the year um doing all the prep to launch my website and launch my new LinkedIn profile review service and mm -hmm working more on the social media consulting side of things. Um, I still have my project management clients and I still have my subtitling clients and stuff like that. Work has slowed, but being able to tap more into that social media aspect of things um, has just been, it's its really filled my cup. It's, it's what I wanted to do more of that I just didn't have time for in 2022. So I'm so glad that I was able to kind of, even if it meant taking a little bit of a financial hit, I still mm -hmm. had the time to be able to devote to it and set it up properly so that it's incorporated into my business properly now. Wow. That is a lot. <laughs> How about Jane? How do you feel like the whole year went since probably February or March that you were in the podcast? Yeah, I feel like I'm almost on a different part of the cycle to everybody else. I keep reading about how bad it is in the industry and it's been a bad year for a lot of people. I mm -hmm. totally get that. For me personally, it's been better. I had, um, well, I also like a lot of people, a massive crash at the beginning of 2020. I lost a big, important client who I'd let have too much of my earnings mm -hmm, looking mm -hmm. back that was a mistake they broke away and then we went into lockdown so it was a kind of you know moment what do I do now and I, at the same time I kind of ended up pivoting back around to IT and back around to well moving my stuff over from Facebook to LinkedIn mm -hmm. and so that was like 2021 also 22 things were starting to get better again but this last year 2023 things were really really good for the first time again I had a massive um increase in revenue which was really cool I've got good clients my hourly rate is doing well so yeah I mean who knows what's going to happen and I, I realize the whole situation is not great in general but for me it was really really good really good it felt enjoyable again it felt right got some cool new clients um 
one thing I was thinking, I, I did a lot of um, networking at the beginning of the year and maybe mm -hmm. overdid it a little bit with the travel. <laughs> and I went to Utrecht to the BP conference where we were all, we all met up actually, which is amazing. But I also did a networking. We all, as in I'm not included, sorry. Well, we three all, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for myself. Sorry about that. <laughs> Come next time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I, I did feel like at the begin in the middle of the year, I was like, oh, wow, that was a lot. Let's kind of tone that down next year. That was also a reaction to the pandemic where we yeah. couldn't really travel. It was like, no, I'm going to do all the traveling. So um, that was it was fun, though. That was good. Um, another thing that I've really worked on is just allowing myself to be more creative and just put it out there and not worry so much. I think a lot of that's, well, hopefully coming across in my LinkedIn posts, but also sort of in private. I had... Um, a really good coaching session with somebody that Susie also knows, uh, Kelsey may as well, Bettina. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I remember talking to her, it must've been about that time say, you know, she's like, what, what do you want to do? And I'm like, Oh, I want to be more creative. <laughs> and what came out of it was just like, don't worry about what people think, try and just put it out there. And that's what I've been trying to do. And it's certainly been a lot of fun. I mean, get responses to my ukulele playing or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it feels nice. Um, Cause that's, that's kind of the reason why I left my corporate job in the first place, because I wasn't enjoying it. So I always tell myself now, if if I want to have a job that I don't enjoy, well, then I should have just stayed there. At least I would have had the money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I've got no excuse. I owe it to my past self to make sure I enjoy what I'm doing. <laughs> Otherwise, I could have had my car and my money and my <laughs> my health insurance or whatever, you know, so... Mm. Um, exactly the same here, Jane. And that's why I'm not I'm not letting myself be dragged into this oh, you must adapt to um, right. you know, editing machine translations. No, that's not why I gave up a really lucrative job yeah. to do that. Sorry, I'll go back to my lucrative job that I didn't enjoy rather than do a less lucrative job that I don't enjoy, you know? Right, exactly that's where that. I'm from. Yeah, and I really relate to what you were saying as well, Susie, about I can, I've reinvented myself once or more than once probably, but I, I could do it again. I'm not, I'm not quite at the point where I can say, okay, I'm just going to cruise into retirement because I'm not that old yet. <laughs> oh Getting there, but not quite. Oh my God. So, well, you know, you, you do think about it, but yeah, no, that's not going to happen. So, um, but yeah, oh, it's been a really good year. And I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about what's going to happen now, actually. I mean, maybe it will flip back the other way. Who knows? But I'm positive at the moment. Mm -hmm. For me, it's been, of course, I have to say that it was the strangest year of my life, probably, because everything I thought it was going to be wasn't. And then I thought it was going to have the podcast for fun, for example. It is for fun, but it ended up having a lot more consequences in my life than I could ever expect. I mean, one of the things that happened was that I changed. Of course, I wasn't active on social media and any of that. So then I quit my job. That's true. The idea was to focus on my freelance jobs that I had already started long ago. And I thought that was going to look, you know, I was thinking, oh, if I can do, you know, this much freelancing while I have my full-blown job, it's going to be amazing once I don't have it because I will do so much more and I will do so many other things. And none of that happened, right? What happened was that I basically lost all my projects all, all at the same time, right? There was a massive gap. So my year only started much, much later. And the thing that actually kept me happy, let's say, with my choices was really the podcast. But because the podcast, above all, allows me somehow to like create relationships, types of relationships that I never expected to forge with people I met using Zoom, right? I'm like, this is insane. I didn't know this is 
the way that things work these days, right? <laughs> that you can have such intense, strong and real relationships with people as you can just by basically having time together, right? Because this is all that it's, this is all this is about, right? It's about spending time together, having this connection. And this is really what the, the podcast brought me. It didn't bring me any work at all, not even remotely, but at the same time, it seems like it changed my work-life balance. Isn't that funny? Because it didn't have consequences at work specifically for projects, things like that. But at the same time, even I think I had the chance to kind of shift the way I saw myself in the industry. It's like I now have a place, not necessarily, you know, as what you would expect as a freelancer or anything like that. It's not like that. That's not how I see myself necessarily, but definitely I feel like the podcast created some sort of space for people to express themselves and to be real. And therefore, after these conversations, I usually end up with a, a, a relationship that will bring me more people also, you know, <laughs> and they will eventually come into the podcast and all of that. So how was this specific thing, this connection, this networking, all of this for you? Susie, I've seen you around many, many times in that context that is not necessarily work, but it's networking for some reason. They call it that, right? Because there, it's such a mixture of things. It's a personal and professional type of development that you were doing because it does have consequences on your work balance, uh, work-life balance, right? Do you feel yeah. this way? Because, I mean, you've been very active this year and I met you before in many places and places where I am, right? <laughs> Networking events that I also decided to host this year it was the year that I, I got together with with Kirsty to create that networking event that we do apparently on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. CET. And it's kind of almost becoming a bit of a family reunion now every week, right? And I love it when you come on board, obviously. Yeah, it's great. I'm, I network in all kinds of different ways. And I think what I like with your networking session is that there are people from the language related but not always translators mm -hmm. so yeah. you get you get a different perspective from that um and i'm part of many online groups including team translator um facebook groups uh linkedin chat groups i do um a, a weekly co-working online co-working and i also do in-person co-working with it. my local <laughs> iti yeah um i guess it's just great to 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 chat to people you know it's it's isolating our profession when you work from home so it's great to get out there I did a bit like Jane last year I overdid it on the um <laughs> on the conferences so I went to the CIOL day I went to Utrecht I went to the Cardiff Unconference I went to Charleroi for the B Word conference I was everywhere um, I'm scaling back a bit on that this year, but I am actually speaking at the ITI conference for some reason. I've decided to do that. So, um, yeah, that's something that's scaring me. But, yeah, it's great. I just love meeting people in different contexts, getting different perspectives and and spending time with them socially as well. You know, as part of those big events, there's often a, you know, a lot of social aspects. Because mm, you're like you're talking about work but not always, not necessarily, not fully. Yeah, 
<laughs> you know, so it's it's quite good. As you know, I worry about this when I think about the networking event because I really don't have, it's like, oh, there's no subject here. We're just going to talk about whatever. But then I worry a bit, oh, if I'm not talking about work, maybe it doesn't feel like it's for language professionals. So let's see if I can. So sometimes I, I think I think about it too much and it doesn't have to be that way, right? So for Kelsey, was uh, a year even with awards, right? And I guess your your perspective about your career path and your relationship to social media also kind of came together from what you just said, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of it kind of goes from the conversation about networking because yeah, so in uh, November, Aniko and I traveled down to. London um, for the Digital Women Awards, and we won for uh, Women-Led Community of the Year. And it's that word community, you know, it's it's yeah. having team translator, and we'll do meetups on, almost monthly, um, you know, when we can make sure that we fit it into our schedules and stuff, and we've got enough prep for it. But it's, it's just so nice to connect with people who know exactly what you're going through. You know, if, if my husband comes home after a long day or and and I've uh, you know I've just had it up to here with emails and whatever else chasing invoices or anything and being able to chat to him that's nice mm. but like only it's not surface level but it's not deep either and being able to chat with other translators especially other freelance translators that know what you're going through and know what it's like and have had that same exact experience maybe 10 times before yeah. and that really be able to kind of empathize with you it makes such a massive difference and so like it might be unbelievable but I'm actually a massive uh introvert I am not <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely need like recharging and stuff like that so um picking Picking networking that I really, really feel like can fill my cup, can, you know, energize me and can inspire me and maybe have a little bit of that translator therapy aspect going on where we need to commiserate a little bit. Um, that's that's really helpful. And then in person, it's it's also, you know, I'm going to marketing events, um, you know, that kind of networking where the specialization where people are kind of speaking my language type of thing that's that's really really helpful as well and it just kind of helps me keep the pulse on everything and stuff so yeah it's it's choosing the things for me especially as an introvert choosing the things that really kind of energize me inspire me um make sure that I am kind of yeah flexing that creative muscle and yeah, building those relationships and stuff. So it's it kind of all comes together with with social media because mm -hmm. that's another way that I kind of see uh, as networking. Really, um, you know, every day I'm getting messages from people who are telling me their deepest darkest fears of the industry or needing advice because they're you know having trouble with something or you know this that or the other thing and if I can take five minutes out of my day and do some something kind for someone you know they're probably going to remember that and we're going to start that kind of relationship and we're going to start from a place of trust and you know that kind of for me that that happens before they even message me, you know, I've built that trust with them. Yeah. And that's why they feel that they can message me. So that's, it, it's all part of the relationship building. It's all part of that community building. It's all part of the networking. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I hear you for sure. With Jane, I'm not sure that you attend lots of other networking events as such called that, but definitely I know that you have a thing for these virtual coffees and we had one last week, right? <laughs> we did, yeah. <laughs> but do you attend lots of other things like that? or I do a lot of one-to-one stuff. I mm. think what Kelsey said about having the choosing what works for you I think that's so important and I don't always feel that comfortable in this sort of slightly bigger networking groups so I really like to meet people one-to-one or one-to-two or you know and I do a lot of that online through LinkedIn or also um, um, in person here in Heidelberg I mean we have quite a thriving BDU group locally as well um, so I'll do that. I go to their dinners occasionally. Um, but yeah, it sort of takes somebody to prod me a bit and say, I'm going and you're going to come too. And I'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, but that's the nice thing about it. I mean, it's really funny, actually, if you anyone who knew me at school would be really surprised at how much how sociable I've become. Because <laughs> I was always really shy. Um, so yeah, it's finding a way that works for you. And it's just, it's lovely. I really love that. Um, I'm also in the um, I'm going to name drop quickly um, Espresso Plus group, which is a great bunch of... You can like, name drop anything everything you want, anyone. Thank just, you. Here <laughs> is the place. <laughs> well, that's that's John Esperian's group, uh, paid group, paid membership. And um, that's a really nice bunch of people too. So that's a, like, a, I, I love having my translator network, but it's also nice to know other business owners because they just mm-hmm. bring a different perspective. And it's so exciting when you're kind of telling them about your problem, which you you've just got your kind of one track mind and you're this is this because this because this and they're like yeah but why and they, they don't understand why you're kind of going that way because they've just they've got a different perspective so that's yeah. really really valuable as well I find it's mm-hmm. good to have both isn't it you need somebody who really gets you sometimes and other times you need somebody who's a challenge and or can challenge you should I say mm-hmm. so yeah so yeah I do do le- networking but it tends to be kind of on a smaller one-to-one thing Oh, yeah. Hmm. I do all kinds these days. <laughs> mm. But I mean, I guess when you have something that is already kind of established, because now that I see that a lot of people are showing up and a lot of the same people are showing up, which is really a, a new experience for me, you know, and it's like, even I am having a bit of a sense of community these days. And that's also why I wanted to do this reunion series. I mean, there's other people who have been in the podcast that are coming back. And I I thought about it from that perspective, like, oh my God, what about having two or three at a time just so that everybody can chat and talk about this and how important it is in our lives really to get to know each other in whatever capacity that we can. So Susie, I would say, or I mean, what would you say to someone who is kind of as their New Year's resolution or whatever it is, they're thinking that they should follow a little bit more this path of, you know, branching out and getting to know people and how to go about that when you've never done it before. I mean, because you reinvented yourself uh, recently, right? You changed your career, you changed your perspective, you're now participating in all sorts of things. How do you think one steps out of being more, let's say, isolated and then, you know, going out into the world using what you have, your community in whatever job you have, but in this particular case for us people who work in languages and kind of make this virtual community a virtual but closer and intimate community. That's it. Wow, <laughs> that's that's quite a question you're asking. Now. I hadn't think, thought about um, it myself. <laughs> how do you do that? Um, I guess... I guess like everything you take, and I think um, Jane had a post about this, 
you take the first small step. And sometimes that is the hardest part is to take the first step. But it's the necessary step that you have to do. But it could be tiny. You know, it could just be putting a comment on someone's post on LinkedIn. And as Kelsey said, you know, LinkedIn, um, that is a form of networking, of course, you know, and you can find your people on LinkedIn. You can find what resonates with you. Start commenting, start following that person, interact with them more and maybe message them after a while and say, do you know what? You're content really resonates with me and just start building building small circles and then eventually those circles might overlap or become bigger but just start I guess Mm -hmm. so Kelsey what would you say first me everybody knows I've had the inspiration from I say this all the time Kelsey's videos and Susie's carousels so that's my thing that's how things started for me I mean, it's it's much the same advice, you know, it's, um, I've heard said something last week, it's like being scared and doing it anyway, because it doesn't get, it doesn't get easier. I, I can't, you're never going to prepare yourself enough to fully feel confident in putting yourself out there or posting on LinkedIn or turning up to your first networking event where you don't know anyone or going to your first translation conference or anything, you know, you're never going to feel fully prepared. It's never going to happen. If you wait and wait and wait, then it's never, it's just never going to happen. So acknowledging that fear and saying, okay, thank you. I realize you're trying to keep me safe, but I think I'm okay here. And, and putting yourself out there anyway, it's much easier said than done. I think we can all attest to that, Mm -hmm. but it, it is just kind of, sitting with that, acknowledging it, saying hello, yes, you're here, thanks for your help, but I'm going to do this anyway. Yeah. So Jane, what would you say? Since you're, I guess, more recent on the whole um, yeah, LinkedIn I, specifically. Let's yeah, say. I think I certainly agree what, with what the other two have said. Um, I, I think taking the, trying to take the pressure off yourself, first of all, not beating yourself up you know acknowledge that you're doing something and you are making progress or whatever I'm, I'm a big fan of Elizabeth Gilbert and she has this TED talk about um it's not our job to make the masterpiece to make the magic it's just our job to turn up so mm-hmm. I try and tell myself that I, I don't come on LinkedIn thinking right I have to get 20 30 40 likes on a post my job is just to come and make the post Mm-hmm. And then it's done. And then I'll post yeah. again. You know, if I tell if I have the goal to post three times a week, I'll try and stick to that. But I'm not trying to have the goal of having a certain number of likes. And that helps me. And then sometimes, you know, like my post that I did today was just a kind of off the cuff thing. And it seems to be doing really well. Other days I'll put loads of effort into something and it'll just go flat. Oh, so yeah. it's not, you know, <laughs> I feel like I can't really always influence. It. I don't really know. So you can't be trying. You can't depend on that stuff to make yourself feel good. It's not, that's not what it's about, right? Mm. I feel like it's about turning up. Mm. So keep doing that. Take the small steps, keep turning up, try and get the ego out of it. You know, it's not, if if I don't get many likes, it could be like for a myriad of reasons, you know, people just didn't see it or it just, they didn't have time or they, whatever. It's not because they don't like me or I'm not good enough or something as a person. Mm. Maybe the post wasn't good enough, but, you know, it's, it doesn't take away your value. I think that's really important for me to remember that, you know, I am 
are worth it. Or whatever. It all starts to sound cheesy when you talk about this stuff. But I think that is <laughs> <It doesn't. really> <laughs> to maintain a sense of your own value apart from what else you're trying to achieve. Mm. And then that takes the pressure off. And then you do achieve more through that, I feel. Yeah. So I, I do almost see podcasting as the same as networking somehow, because I mean, <laughs> in my case, that's basically what happens. But I'm sure that you've all noticed that a lot of people's New Year's resolutions included being a guest on a podcast, right? Have you seen that? I mean, I've received I multiple... Saw one. I saw one, which is when I mentioned you, Rita. Exactly. You were the first one. And then for Leaf, translations, right? Or localization, I think they're translations. And then all of a sudden, my inbox was filled with people that I know telling me about people that they know <laughs> who want to be on a podcast. But when I approached a few of the people, they were a bit shy. Isn't that interesting? So the question is for all of you, and then I'll leave you alone. So what was, what did you think about when I first invited you to come on the podcast? Was it your first, first podcast? How did you feel about the experience? Would you recommend it? I mean, you're, you're back, so I guess it should be fine, but <laughs> how did you feel about this whole thing? I mean, I guess, Susie, I had recently seen you in another podcast or video, something like that with Adrian, I believe. And then I was like, yeah, oh, my first, wow. my first podcast <laughs> was with Adrian. So right. yeah, that, that sort of got, got, got the first one out of my system mm -hmm. and I was incredibly nervous. Um, and because he, he also, he sends you a, like a list of questions and stuff for you mm. to think about beforehand. So he prepares you really well. And, and he also obviously cuts it. He does, he edits it afterwards. Right. Um, so I think coming on yours where, I, I thought it wouldn't be edited and I was a bit worried about that. So it's, it's the next step up, isn't it? You have a, a prepared oh. podcast and then an, <laughs> an unprepared podcast. Um, and also I did one with Jane Kim. She she went yes, through yes, yes, interviewing yes. lots of people. So I went on her podcast as well before yours. That was um, my first one, actually. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So um, what was my point? Um, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I feel nervous. I'm, I'm nervous right now, you know. Um, I might not sound nervous, but I am. Um, but I know that visibility is very important when you have your own business. And to me, being visible and being myself and talking um, naturally about the things that I care about, is that's important to me. So that kind of overrode my fear. Mm. And, and results that I see from from going on Adrian's people still message me today and say, I've just seen you on Adrian's podcast, you mm. know. So that shows me that it is a worthwhile thing to do and that it's a valuable thing to do. And it's an exciting thing to do. Mm. I'm glad to know about that. So, Kelsey, you were very popular with your videos when you came on the podcast already. Obviously, you probably have been longer than I know. Uh, but did you have experience coming on podcasts or not much yeah I had been interviewed for a couple of podcasts um before coming on yours but one thing that really stuck out about yours when I came on I mean you and I had had been chatting um a little bit beforehand and stuff um you know we we talked about you setting up Fox Laboratorium and stuff like that and that that was that was really really you know it was nice to kind of have that connection with you before coming mm -hmm. on the podcast but one of the things that um that I kept saying to everyone after uh, our interview was Rita, like she, that was like the most well-researched 
uh, and thoughtful interview that I've had. You know, that was that was with the no nicest. research at all. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it, it felt like. It felt like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't surface level. It wasn't just like, oh, you know, Kelsey, she's out here making TikToks and stuff like that. It was it was like tell me about you and let's talk about you and how you feel about getting there and, and all of that kind of stuff. And it, it just felt, it just felt so natural. It felt really, really, um, yeah, like I said, well-researched and, um, thoughtful and yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. So obviously when you asked me to come back, I was like, yes, um, because it was just a, such a, such a positive experience for me. Yeah. Come back yeah, all the time. It's the third genuine, time. <laughs> it's like, there's a, a real genuine interest from you, Rita, 100%. and passion. And that's well, really The idea through. is to talk to the person, right? That's why it's called the language worker, because it's not the language worker. Yes, I say I'm the language worker. Of course, I'm one of them, right? <laughs> but the idea is to get to know us people who work in languages. So that's really the perspective of the thing, right? That's why I don't send previous questions or anything like that, because... I understand that you need that if you're going to go deep into the ins and outs of the job or very specific things about your specialization and all of that. And that's not really my intention because there's there's lots of other things like that. Even if I do an episode with people that have in common the fact that they do the same type of translation or something like that, it doesn't mean that it's about the thing, right? This is what brought them together, but it's not the thing itself. So the, the, the person behind it or in front of it is really... <laughs> what's most important so and then we hear about our Jane's experience with podcasting um I got thrown in the deep end with podcasting I, my very first podcast which must have been 2017 I think was in German oh, wow so but it was in German so foreign language for me but it was done by two pretty good friends there were people from my business network local like in-person network here mm -hmm. and They'd been interviewing several of the women in our group and I sort of was very, I liked them a lot and they had a lovely setup. It was kind of pre-Zoom actually and they came to my house and they set it all up. It was very professional. Oh, and I'll I start just, doing that. Come on. <laughs> no, not that you, things are different now, but it just made me feel very, very comfortable. Um, and that was a lovely way to to start it. And I knew they wouldn't publish anything without me feeling comfortable. And, mm -hmm. you know, that was nice. Um mm -hmm. With you, it was just, it was great with you. I think, you know, I was just thinking about it while the others were talking. I think I watched you on somebody else's podcast or it was a video with Anna, Anna Pirkanen. I don't know how you pronounce her name. Oh, yes. She was my co-worker years and years ago. Yes, yes, right. yes. We did the first thing together like that. And you that did because... this like this epic <laughs> video. It was massive. <laughs> and it was, really, it was really compelling. And I just like watched the whole thing and then got in touch with her. And I think you got in touch with me off the back of that somehow ah. so I kind of felt that I knew you a little bit because you've been hmm. very open in the interview with her so I kind yes. of felt safe I suppose yeah the interview was about her but then I probably talked a lot yeah she was my guest <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was there was a lot about both of you yeah I mean, and I was then she experimented theories on me and all sorts of things and she had exercises for me and all that because she had done a lot of prepping right I didn't yeah <laughs> It was really cool. It, I really enjoyed it. And I did a video with her after that as well. So uh, it, she's a lovely person. Um, but I felt like I kind of knew you. And I had an idea of what it would be like to be on your podcast. And I was I didn't have any um, qualms about saying yes to your invitation. And it turned out to be really great. I had a great time doing it with you. 
So. Yeah, well, now we see each other all the time. All the time. Now we see each other all the time. Now you're coming to my one-on-ones -on -one, one -on with Kirsty. <laughs> yes, this is what happened. They told the Kirsty told me, oh, we're going to have a, a virtual coffee with Jane. I said, can I join? <laughs> it was oh, lovely. It I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sort of thing I do, Susie. See, it's like terrible. So like, other people are like, oh, I'm going to be annoying and all that. But I just don't think about that. I'll think about it afterwards. Once I'm there, then I kept saying, well, I'm leaving and leaving you to do it. And then I didn't, right? And she wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really fun. I'm really talking it. about this and that and that. And it would never stop. So this is me crashing your parties. So that's ah. <laughs> So guys, thank you so much. This was really amazing because I, this is what I really enjoy about this, this opportunity of, you know, getting people together. It just kind of randomly happened that you three were together in this state because you were available and all that. So it just happened that way. It was not like I was thinking and thinking for hours, oh, these three people should be together or anything like that. You probably have been together in many other <laughs> circumstances, uh, in person apparently and everything. So I guess you're friends by now. So it's not like you needed this to get together, but I appreciate that you did. And I thank you so much for being here. I know you have lots of things and projects and things you need to worry about, but this was a real treat as it always is to be with you guys. So thank you so much. And we'll see you for the next reunion, maybe in three months. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks thank you so much. Thanks, thank you, Rita. Thank Bye you. guys. Thank you for see this. Bye-bye.